And we turn now to tonight's scripture reading from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 2, beginning with verse 1. Listen for God's voice as we hear these words. In those days, a decree went out from Emperor Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration and was taken while Quirinius was governor of Syria. All went to their own towns to be registered. Joseph also went from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to the city of David called Bethlehem, because he was descended from the house and family of David. He went to be registered with Mary, to whom he was engaged and who was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for her to deliver the child. And she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in bands of cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the inn. The word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. Well, somehow they did it. Last Sunday afternoon, the lowly Detroit Lions took the field against the mighty Arizona Cardinals. The Lions came into the game with one win on the season, the worst record in the NFL. The Cardinals came in with 10 wins, tied for the best record in the league, and somehow the Lions pulled it off. And some of you said, I know what Pastor Jeremy's going to talk about on Christmas Eve. And of course, you can, you can guess what happened next. What happened next is what always happens next. Suddenly, all of the people who have been moaning all season long and hanging their heads about how miserable this Detroit Lions team is, suddenly everybody started puffing out their chests and holding their heads up high and saying, you know what, finally we got the right head coach and we can win with this quarterback and maybe if we make a couple good picks in the draft, next year things will be different. Next year things are going to change and the only problem with that is that we have heard it all before. I have been a Detroit Lions fan my entire life and for as long as I can remember, people have been saying, if we could only get the right head coach, if we could only get the right starting quarterback, if we could just make a couple good draft picks, then everything would be different. Then finally, everything would change. Since the year 2000, we have had 12 different head coaches. We have had 16 different starting quarterbacks. And the more things change, the more they stay the same. The only thing you can count on with the Detroit Lions is the tragic predictability of what is going to happen every year when they take the field. No matter what the name is on the office door, it's always going to be the same old Lions. The one thing I've learned in all my years of cheering for the Detroit Lions is that you can always count on the tragic predictability of the Motown kitties in Detroit. Now you know how that feels. Even if you don't cheer for the Lions, even if you don't care about football, you know a little bit right now about what it means, what it feels like to be a fan of the Detroit Lions. Because you and I right now are living in a world that has become tragic in its predictability and predictable in its tragedy. Now think back a couple weeks to what happened in Oxford. 
You remember what it was like watching that story unfold in the news day after day? As you watched that story unfold, did you have a feeling of deja vu? Did you have a feeling that we've been here, we've done all of this, we've heard this story before? Honestly, now think back to what you thought. Think back to what you felt when you first heard that there was a shooter in a high school in Oxford, Michigan. You knew just about what the shooter was going to look like before they released his picture, didn't you? Of course you did. And you knew what people were going to say about him before they even said it. You knew where he got the gun before the police had even put the chain of events together. You knew that there was going to be an outpouring of grief for a few days, and then you knew that there was going to be a ferocious argument on social media, that there were going to be people who say what they always say. Now is the time to make real changes so this doesn't happen again. Now is a time for real and common sense gun reform. And then there were going to be other people who got angry and said, no, now is not the time. This is not a gun problem. This is a fill-in-the-blank problem. And people were going to yell at each other for a few days and say what they always say as if they were reading for a script and then after a few days of everybody being sad and mad at each other, the world's attention would move on to something else and nothing, nothing would change. Everything was going to be exactly the way it was before it all happened. We knew what was going to happen because we've been there before. We have lived through it over and over and over again. And now let me ask you this. When was the last time something happened where you couldn't guess the whole of the story just from reading the headline? We live in a world now of tragic predictability and predictable tragedy. And maybe that's why I love the Christmas story so much. One of the things that we miss about the Christmas story is just how surprising and unexpected everything that happens in this story is. This story is so familiar to us that we miss, we miss the way that this story is just one surprise after another. Up to this point in human history, up to this point in the Bible story, almost everything that has happened has been tragically predictable. God, in the beginning, creates human beings. God places the human beings in the garden. God says, you can eat the fruit off of any tree except for that tree over there. And what What happens next is tragically predictable. And then God gives the people the law. And God says, I will bless you and I will make you a blessing to all of the nations. And the only thing I ask is that you have no other gods before me and that you love one another. And what happens next is tragically, tragically predictable. Centuries of violence Centuries of oppression, centuries of exploitation, centuries of pain. And finally, the people couldn't take it anymore, and so they cried out to God. They said, God, send us a Savior. Send us a Messiah. Send us the Lion of Judah to straighten this place out, to lead us and to fix what is broken in creation. The people, after hundreds of years of tragic predictability, cried out to God, God, send us. Send us a Lion to fix what is broken in this world. And then an angel appears. And suddenly, after hundreds of years of knowing exactly what was going to happen next, suddenly all bets are off. 
An angel appears to a young woman named Mary, and the angel says to Mary, God is about to do something utterly unprecedented in all of human history. God is about to break the chain of cause and effect that has dominated and enslaved humanity for centuries, for thousands of years. God is about to do a new thing, and the young woman named Mary is the first person to really grasp the significance of the angel's message. When Mary receives this message from the angel, she breaks out into song, and what she sings is, Thank God something is finally going to change. The mighty will be cast down. The lowly will be lifted up. Thank God finally a change is going to come, Mary sings. And after that, this story is just one surprise after another. Joseph surprises us. Joseph does exactly the last thing we expect a man to do when he finds out that his fiancée is unexpectedly with child. And then the baby is born, and suddenly the house is filled with shepherds, and there are strange foreigners knocking on the door, and the high and mighty and powerful people of this world, the people who are used to writing the headlines, the people who are used to being in the headlines, suddenly have no idea what is going on. The powerful people of this world are thrown into confusion. They don't understand what is happening because it has never, it has never happened before. The thing we miss sometimes about the Christmas story because we know it so well is just how surprising, just how unexpected Christmas was. The people cried out to God for a lion and instead God sent a lamb. God sent a lamb to prove that mighty empires can be toppled by choirs and midwives and shepherds. God sent a lamb to prove that the way things are in this world is not the way they have to be. God sent a lamb so we would know that no matter how predictable the headlines, no matter how dark the night, there is always a reason to hope. Let's pray. God, in this moment of tragic predictability, help us to hold on to hope Help us to hold on to the child in the manger. Help us to believe in surprises. Help us to believe in miracles. Help us to believe in unprecedented things. Help us to believe that Christmas can happen again and again and again until finally this world is free. God, revive our hope tonight. In Jesus we pray. Amen.